Excuse me, General, you got a minute? Oh, there you are, Sam. Colonel Briggs has been looking for you. Colonel, take this man into custody. We're in deep shit, Billy. The virus is aerosolized. What are you talking about? It's going airborne. Colonel, would you excuse us? Certainly, sir. Matava is only spread through direct human contact. Now, you said that yourself, Sam. I know what I told you, but now I'm telling you we're facing a new strain. What? It spreads like the flu. Impossible. Fine. Go to the hospital, check it out yourself. Go without a mask, you'll see more clearly. You got 19 dead, you got hundreds more infected, and it's spreading like a brush fire. You gotta isolate the sick, and I mean really isolate them, Billy. We gotta get everybody else back into the houses. We gotta keep them there. We're doing that, Sam. No, yeah. we're not doing it because I just drove through 100 people. And if one of them has got it, then 10 of them have got it. And if one of them gets out of Cedar Creek, Billy, then we're in deep fucking shit. And we're already in deep fucking shit. And if you're gonna arrest me, arrest me now. All right, Sam, all right. Hello, Popheads, and welcome to issue 79 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from our hermetically sealed bubble within the Tom Cave. But, you always double bag it, Roger, and that's why we're in our own biohazard suits as well. The coronavirus will not bring down this podcast. Not on my watch. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> and yes, you heard me correctly. Joining me once again, after a long month away from each other's warm embrace, Yes. the always- or at the very least, most probably immune, Roger Smith. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Haven't been sneezing, so I'm doing good. <laughs> Nobody knows is allowed today, folks. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> he is at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow this awesome, small, independent podcast on the social medias on our new streamlined social Ooh. media accounts at Tomcast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Feel free to email the show at TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. And finally, you can join Pophead Nation, Patreon.com, excuse me, Patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you can join the nation for a nominal fee that helps us keep the lights on, helps keep Roger's hair looking good. Oh yeah, nice and sealed, so hermetically much sealed. So much <laughs> Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chitty, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park. Bay Park, the safest neighborhood in San Diego right now. Because Jeff Nail is patrolling the streets in his cowl. Don't sneak up behind him. He can't turn around still. He's got the old Michael Keaton one on. Oh, okay. He so it's like the full yet. body turn. It takes him a second or two. Well, the cape helps. The cape helps. It's cool looking. Oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty lethal. Uh, finally, before we dive into the show completely, uh, if you get a chance, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast and you're uh, giving us those super sweet five-star reviews because, hey, man... People need to know about us. Yes, they should. We're doing fun things. We're giving the cure to the coronavirus via your earbuds. Yes, it's an auditory cure. It's very nice. Do people still use earbuds, Roger? Uh, I hope so, or they're not getting the cure. <laughs> <laughs> or is it like those AirPods, I guess? That's what's taking over, right? I don't know if it transfers digitally. Ooh. Ooh. At least not over the airwaves. We'll have to watch it. We'll have to <laughs> confer with Dustin Hoffman about that. <laughs> We're going to have to upgrade our virus cure. So since we are talking about, you know, we opened the show kind of leaning into the the, the It's not quite hysteria, necessarily, around the coronavirus. It's getting there. But it kind of gave us an opportunity <laughs> to talk about 
um, the, 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 the genre of like the super virus movie. Mm-hmm. Are, are you a fan of these flicks? Insofar that I do love a good zombie movie with a good premise. Mm-hmm. I think some of the, uh, the, the better zombie movies that I like were the ones where you're like, oh, this started because, you know, Resident Evil style, there was a, a virus outbreak that just started spreading everywhere. Or, you know, you had your 28 Days Later kind of virus sure. that was spread in that way. But, yeah, I, I think a good, you know, viral story is kind of at the heart of, you know, something that we do fear but something that, you know, I guess we would never imagine would ever get that bad. Right. <laughs> or at least we hope. <laughs> I, I think like you, I, I, I enjoy a virus as a plot device mm-hmm. to get us to the apocalypse or wherever we're going. Sure, yeah. Uh, so in, in that regards, I find it just fine. Uh, I remember watching Outbreak, the, the, the film mm-hmm. we, we opened with. Yeah. Uh, in 1995 or six, whenever it came out on video. Mm-hmm. And, yes, right, video. And, and I remember, I remember liking it. It was a good flick, um, but I think for the most part, I don't really care about uh, outbreak esque virus, super virus movies. Mm. They kind of aren't my jam. Yeah. In that, you know, I just don't care for medical stuff. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does get pushed in that direction a lot. It's like all sciencey. Like I have to learn about cells and membranes, and <laughs> you know, transmugenics or I don't know some words mitochondria. That, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Not my, not my wheelhouse. Yeah, and I guess, I guess I just like a more palpable uh, villain. Sure. But I guess that's what I, I think. That's is sort of the opposite reason why so many people do like those kind of movies is because mm-hmm. it's like much more realistic and and, sure. and as this this uh, junior epidemic <laughs> spreads its way around the globe, I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like a you know it is a tangible threat to our existence. Sure. You know, perhaps this is the way we do ultimately go. <laughs> Super virus. Yeah, we all Purell ourselves to death, and now now Purell is immune to the coronavirus. Oh, I don't know if that's a fact. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> well, I know. I know that every store is sold out of Purell. Yeah. And my, my wife was at Costco, and she said that they were also sold out of Airborne. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> People's reactions to these sort of things are uh, amusing. Yeah, I mean... So we, we make fun. Sure. But it is serious. People are dying. There, there's sad things happening there's there's some serious to it but you know it's as as many times happens within the media things tend to get a little fear-mongered right and you know because you want to push a big story so you make it fantastical in reality you know the people that are dying are you know unfortunately like older people or children but we're talking about people that have you know weaker immune systems than most you know yeah and you know you hear the story about the people in the cruise ships and, and, and you know the, the first question you have to ask is well why are you on a cruise ship <laughs> it's a floating petri dish this is true <laughs> it's i i say this as a person who does travel on airplanes quite a bit yeah. i know what i'm getting into but at least i'm getting off in four hours or whatever yeah you wash your hands thoroughly <laughs> oh so thoroughly i try to hold my breath as long as i can <laughs> four hour hold new record very blue by the end of the flight Hopefully it's someplace local, you know, that's a much easier flight. Like, yeah, you know, San Diego to Vegas, that's a lot right. faster. We'll make it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a, as a man of, of two nations mm-hmm. that you are, yep. you know, you, you uh, reside and work up here during the week in, in, mm-hmm. in the San Diego's, uh, but uh, at home, you know, when you go home on the weekends to, mm-hmm. to visit the family, you're, you're down in the, in the TJ, in the Mexico's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, is there, are you noticing a difference between the way people are processing things? You know, it, it just got real over there because there's been, you know, the first confirmed cases within, I believe, like Mexico City area. So it's it just got real to them. You know, I feel like uh, 
Mexico is a very like meme friendly culture. Oh, sure. Like sure. you know, on the internet, it's always like just a bunch of memes making fun of this or that. Which you know, that's that's how they do things. That's cool. And uh, but to this point, you know, th- there was definitely like a bunch of memes going around about it. There still is, of course, because of course. people always you know like to uh, use humor to make light of things, and it's it's a bit of a coping mechanism for mm-hmm. sure. So I I can't blame anyone for that. But um, yeah, definitely, it feels like it got more real now. Like you'll see a lot of pictures of people i mean they're starting to have the same problems that we're having you know running out of you know masks and supplies and stuff and i think just the important thing is like to educate people you know like the masks are for the people that are sick mm-hmm. they're not gonna keep you from getting the yeah virus, and, I, you know? and i guess there's a, a, a huge misconception about mm-hmm. that is that uh, those masks actually don't really do all that much for anybody anyways no. because the, the the particles are so small and like these masks are not uh, I guess CDC grade sure. equipment, yeah. you know, and and so I, you know, whatever. That's, people are gonna do what they have to do. Are, are sure. you taking any, any special precautions or just making sure you use a lot of soap? Um, extra alcohol should kill the virus. That's my thought as well. Yeah. I like your heads out on that. Okay. And you mean you mean just consuming the alcohol, not yeah. just like bathing in it? No, no, I'd smell weird. <laughs> I'd rather spill a beer on myself. At least it have a reason. Right, that's fair. <laughs> No, I, you know, I, I think the only thing I've been slightly concerned about is like, uh, maybe I don't want to go and eat out at a restaurant necessarily, just in, you know. Sure. I don't know that cook's been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just hoping that, you know, everybody is extra careful right now. You know, you can't be sure who's washing their hands, so just make sure you wash yours. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's literally the best thing you can do right now. You can't, like, stay away from it, and I, I believe it's not airborne, but... You know. Well, according to uh, De- uh, De- <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, it is. Oh, yeah. He's driving through streets, you know. <laughs> oh, so many streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but on a serious note, though, I mean, if you're if you're feeling it, say, go to the doctor. If you yeah. And don't go to work and don't go to school mm-hmm. and, and be smart and be safe. And, you know, don't just think of yourself. Sure. Yeah. I got to go to work and get paid. Don't spread the <laughs> don't spread the epidemic. It's only a matter of time before the super smart monkeys show up. And then we're really all in trouble. Yep. Cornelius is just a few steps away. <laughs> Love me some Planet of the Apes. Yeah. All right, that got me a little excited there. I got all tingly. I was like, wait, maybe I do want this to happen. <laughs> all right, never mind. Uh, Roger, we have a beer. We are opening with a lovely beer. As you said, oh, we yeah. have to kill the, the virus with alcohol. So and that's we're, what we're, we're going to start with. We're doing our part. 6.7% worth of death in a can. Ooh. This is the Juice Stand Hazy IPA from Alesmith. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad, not too shabby, right? Yeah, yeah, juicy, hoppy, hazy. It's all that fun stuff. Um, let's see, does it give us any hops on here? I don't believe it does. That's odd. But, uh, oh well. Full body, smooth malt character, soft bitterness. It says, uh, hoppy cravings with intense notes of tangerine, blueberry, and tropical fruits. I don't know if I get much blueberry, but... No, I don't think I do I get the, I get the tropical everything else. Maybe slightly along the edges. Yeah. Outer edges of my tongue, of my palate. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what hops are in this. I'd be curious because... I'm a little bummed it doesn't say that's a little depressing, right? Yeah, it gives you pairings before yeah. it gives you the hops. Huh. So, uh... Well, it does go well with shellfish. Yeah. Salty foods. Oh, and Mexican dishes, Roger. Well, I'll take one of these home. <laughs> <laughs> that may be an option. Uh, one of the reasons why we're having this lovely beer is uh, yesterday my my fantastical wife decided that she was going to go do the shopping trip to Costco, Ooh, very nice. which is normally uh, my wheelhouse Yeah, because I have a very good uh, inventory in my mind of what's mm. in the fridge, what's in the freezer, what's in the pantry, stuff like that. What's so in that the box. We don't double up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> but while she was out, she decided to be a, a total sweetheart and bought me uh, an A.L. Smith variety pack from the Costco's. Oh, very nice. So we have these lovely cans from that pack. We may get into more of that today. We may get into something else. Very nice. A couple, couple surprises, because it has been a month since we've done the show. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the virus has, has done its part to keep us separated. <laughs> we came together in our hazmat suits, and we're all set. I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised Trump left you in the country today. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was too. <laughs> Before we get off the coronavirus completely, but can I, can mm-hmm. I tell you, let me relay a, a funny story. Yeah. At least I think it's funny. The people I told this to were not amused, but that made me <laughs> laugh even more. Uh, I work with a bunch of, and I don't, this is not to get political by yeah. any stretch. I say things to mostly make myself laugh, and hopefully them as well. Sure. <laughs> In this case, it was mostly for my own entertainment, though. Yeah. I work with a lot of very strongly liberal people mm-hmm. who are 110,000 million percent anti-Trumpers, and that's cool. I get it. That, that, that guy sucks. I'm yeah. not trying to. What I'm about to say is not in his defense by any means. Sure, yeah. It was mostly just to provoke a reaction. <laughs> and I, so I asked, I was like, isn't it crazy how this virus is coming up right now? And, you know, maybe around September, October, when Trump carts out the, the cure and gets reelected, <laughs> won't you guys be grateful? <laughs> and you could just see the steam. Yeah, death glares. <laughs> Laser, if they could shoot lasers, I would be. I'd be, I'd, I'd be You'd I'd, be a holy man. I'd be very charred. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you can't laugh at yourself, what can you laugh at? But it does sound very Trumpian, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of does. Like, let's create a virus, and then I can swoop in with my red cape and be like, I told you all I'd save the day, and I did. <laughs> Vote for me, the savior. There you go. It would be a, a winning strategy. That's a terrible Donald Trump impression, but I couldn't get Al Galvin to do it for me, so... <laughs> you had to deal with me, folks. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, he's a little out of our budget right now. But with <laughs> your help, we could change right. it. Let's get to, the, let's get to like, the really important things. What do you sure. think? All right. So the first really important topic we have to talk about, Roger, my fucking TiVo died last week. Oh, no. (laughs) That is terrible. All the fucking shows I've been sitting on Uh, that I haven't had time to watch because my ridiculous school schedules and and all these things are kaput, vanished into the ether, never to be recovered ever again. How does that even happen? It's 2020. Things should not break anymore. Man, (laughs) you know... I, as, as bummed as I am about the shows that I lost, and I lost a bunch. I, I still have season two of Mayans to watch, the, the motorcycle drama yeah. on FX. Uh, I have a, a season and a half's worth of Walking Dead to catch up on. Oh, man. Uh, I was, I, 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 the first couple of episodes of the new season of Better Call Saul are on there. Mm. Uh, and that's sad, but those, those are shows that I can figure out other means for. I, sure. You know, Netflix or Hulu's or the whatevers. I'm, I, I can yeah. probably figure out a workaround. They'll be out there eventually. It's going to be annoying, but yeah. whatever. I can deal with it. The thing that I'm really bummed about, and I don't know if, if you can relate to this in any way whatsoever, <laughs> uh, but in 2018, when, when my, my beloveds, the Washington Capitals, won their first Stanley Cup ever, I have the entire series recorded oh, on my TiVo. <laughs> the, 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 the entire games. Not like that little collector's you know, DVD that they sell you. Yeah. It just has like the little snippets highlights, and the highlights. Yeah. Like this was the entire, like, it's, the, it's the entire game-winning game, Ooh. and it's, uh, I have the entire victory parade through the streets of D.C. And, like, that's... I'm like, I don't... I, I, I don't want to lose that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm keeping the TiVo with the hope that maybe someday I can find a company that can recover the information off the hard drive. Yeah, I wonder... I mean, I guess it's just kind of a formatting thing because the hard drive's fine, right? Right. At least like, I think so. I mean, this, it, it didn't... It, it wasn't clicking over to start up, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming the drive itself is intact. It's just some sort of uh, software issue, perhaps, or some... I don't know. But I know yeah. there are companies that go into computer hard drives to recover information. So this maybe I can find one that'll do the same thing for a TiVo 
hard drive. I mean, it's all computer, right? It's, it's got to be doable. I can't imagine it's that much different. Well, you know what? If, if uh, anyone wants to kick me a couple thousand dollars to invest in a, <laughs> in a lab with one of those clean rooms, oh, yeah. you know, with like no dust particles getting whatsoever, because that's, that's, that's the kind of lab that opens up hard drives. This is true. Uh, uh, please, uh, feel free to kick me some shekels. <laughs> I would love to do that. We would be down. I'm talking to you, Ted Leonsis, owner of the Washington Capitals. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll get to some real news now, sorry. <laughs> so this past weekend, um, you know, we live in San Diego, as, yeah. as you know, Raj. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes we're a little blinded by the fact that uh, there's other things going on in the world. You know, for instance, in the summertime, mm-hmm. we have San Diego Comic-Con, Comic-Con yes. International. And we feel that that is the be-all, end-all, the Super Bowl, God mecca of comic book <laughs> conventions. Yes. Not to mention the fact that it has little to do with comic books, but what... But, the rest of the country yeah. has conventions, too. And they're really, really nice. Is that so? This past weekend was C2E2, which is the big comic book convention in the Chicago's. Oh. The Illinois, as mm. one might say. <laughs> and a little bit of news came out that I thought we should talk about. Some of it okay. I thought was pretty cool. I meant to send you this picture. I don't think I did. Okay. <laughs> so I'll have to send it to you later. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that I that tickled the, the, the cockles of my heart mm-hmm. was that superstar artist... Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. the creator of Spawn, yes, and 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 uh, one of the definitive Spider-Man artists of the of the nineties, oh yeah, late eighties, early nineties, uh, for the first time in twenty seven years, will be professionally drawing Spider-Man again. Oh, I think I saw this. Now, it, granted, it's it's a one shot thing. It's not an actual comic book. Sure, it's 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 an, it's going to be a cover mm-hmm. of the new Overstreet Price Guide for for twenty twenty one, and it's going to be Spider-Man and Spawn. On a, on a gargoyle, spawn on top of it and Spider-Man underneath of it. Oh, that's badass. And it's very cool. I will show it to you. <laughs> I promise. That's cool. And I was very excited about this yeah. because uh, I love Todd McFarlane. He's a crazy Canadian. Yeah. He's, he's the guy who bought all of Barry Bonds' home run baseballs wow. way back in the day before we knew, well, uh, I, I say knew with finger quotes, yeah. that Bonds was juicing. Before it was confirmed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> his giant head wasn't confirmation enough. We had to get a blood test or something. Um yeah. So he's the guy who bought all the baseballs and put them on tour and mm-hmm. wasted his entire fortune on that shit. Jeez. Uh, but McFarlane's a, he's an important comic book figure in particular. Oh, yeah. Uh, I highly recommend watching the, ooh, the name eludes me right now, but there's an image, a, a, a documentary about the formation of Image Comics. Oh, cool. I've cool. seen it on Netflix a bunch and it's, it's really, really good. I do highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm going to look into uh, Mc, that. Todd, is, Todd McFarlane is such an interesting dude. Whether yeah. you agree with what he says all the time or not, mm-hmm. still an interesting cat. Yeah. So I was excited about the fact that there's this new image coming out, and like I said, I'll I'll I will probably I'll post it on the social media for you guys too. But Roger's gonna see it first. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping this means uh, more of a resurgence of Spawn stuff. I know we got Spawn coming out in Mortal Kombat 11 this month. You know the comic book of Spawn. Uh, I'm I'm I am severely behind in my reading of it, but sure. it just it just fairly recently reached a milestone in that it crossed over into its uh, 300th issue, mm. and uh, kind of as a lead up to that. Uh, McFarlane, who doesn't do the interiors anymore for the for the Spawn comic, but he does a lot of the covers, especially like some of the variant covers. Yeah. What what Todd did, which I thought was really cool as a as a big Spider Man dork that I am, <laughs> uh, he recreated the covers of Spider Man two ninety seven, two ninety eight, two ninety nine, and three hundred. Uh-huh. But as Spawn covers. Oh. So instead of <laughs> Spider Man, cool. it's Spawn in them, but the covers are are shockingly uh, reminiscent of those original Amazing Spider Man <laughs> covers that he did back in the day that led up to the first Venom comic, which was Spider-Man 300. Wow, that's crazy. I should say the first full Venom appearance, yeah. <laughs> which was Spider-Man 300. That's so super cool. He paid like homage to himself, which is like, it kind of shows you what kind of ego we're dealing with here to a certain extent. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think he's earned it. Yeah. yeah, but if you guys are sitting there listening to this this podcast while you're at work, uh, get on the Google machines and, and yeah. just hit Todd McFarlane images and, and kind of see the artwork that I'm looking at. This guy put Spider-Man in some of the craziest poses <laughs> that people had never even thought about before. Mm. And that's not to disrespect the amazing artists that came before him, but like Todd was doing different things that people hadn't thought about yet. Like a sure. much more... Uh, for, for its time, you know, it was like the next level of dynamic artwork. Sure, yeah. Uh, also, coming out from the Marvel... From more, a little bit more in the Marvel comic news. Okay. They just announced... Marvel has their, their new... You know, they, you know, they relaunched the X-Men books recently. Okay, yeah. They're, trying to, they're trying to like streamline <laughs> and, re- and relaunch X-Men and kind of make it more accessible, um, more of a unified concept instead of, like, you know, 10 or 15 books that are just all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've announced their first massive X-Men crossover storyline. Okay. It's going to be a 15-parter, and it's called Ten of Swords, but it looks like X of Swords. Uh, so they're doing that thing again, where yeah. they, well, you don't know if it's X or Ten. <laughs> But I'm telling you, it's 10. Okay. And what I thought this was interesting was because... It's not cross? <laughs> not this time. Cross of swords? Well, why this I thought was interesting was because apparently in the, the, the crux of the story, which most of it's still closely guarded under wraps, mm-hmm. is we will see 10 mutants. We don't know necessarily who, though there's, there's a cover image that kind of possibly spoils it for everybody. Okay. Unless it's a fake me out, which is known to happen. This does happen. Ten mutants wielding ten of the most famous swords in the Marvel Universe history. Huh. And it'll be to, in order to defeat some unknown threat that we will know later. later. <laughs> and this was started in, in July, and I thought it was interesting. And I was like, because uh, this new X-Men book is getting a lot of attention, this kind of streamlined uh, X-History where it's like, you know, they don't live in the mansion anymore. They live on, yeah. uh, I think it's Krakoa, the, which is like a mutant island. And, and uh, they have like they're like their own sovereign nation, and they hmm. they made a deal with the with the governments of the world that hey we're gonna give you the cure for cancer, the cure for blah blah blah, and we're gonna solve all these other problems for you if you leave us the fuck alone. Sure. So they it, it's a very different take on the X Men. It's kind of showing <laughs> that uh, we're done. They're done playing games with 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 humans and, and trying to figure yeah. out how to live, how to live with us. They're just trying to live. You know, just they, trying they to no, live. Yeah, they no, they no longer <laughs> are, are working on living together with us they just want to live at the same time as us sure it's like no we'll be over here fuck off yeah you guys keep trying to kill us uh, i don't know i'm not a fan of that yeah i i've, <laughs> I've only read the first three issues of the initial relaunch miniseries which i believe was power of x and then something else of x they're both okay. written by jonathan hickman uh there's some interesting stuff with Moyer mctaggart so if you're an x-men fan this is a good time to kind of check it out again and then okay. revisit all your favorite mutants see what they're up to cool and i know people like the x-men yeah yeah which, yeah, I'm a little excited right now because we're talking about comic books, which doesn't happen too often on the show. Yeah, this is true. It's a nice, <laughs> uh, nice reprise. Oh, hey, speaking of comic book news, yeah. Roger, I think you have an interest in this story. Uh-huh. Publisher of DC Comics, Dan DiDio. Oh, yeah. Was shown the door. This is true. Uh, we, we don't, there's not a lot of information on what led to this. I have some speculation. Sure. But I was wondering, wondering well, actually, I should say, I'll share the speculation. So there's a lot of rumors uh, about what's going on, but there's also a lot of rumors about the future of DC Comics because DC slash Warner Brothers are in the middle of another acquisition. Mm-hmm. They're being bought up by AT&T, yeah, which, which is, is apparently a company with massive debt problems. Hmm. So buying a comic book publisher seems like a poor choice. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some 
thought out there that 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 the Dio is is you know losing him losing his salary mm-hmm. is kind of like the opening of of a lot of people who are might potentially lose their jobs, mm-hmm. but it's also being considered that maybe DC's not long for the world anymore. Yeah, that's a that is a running theory. And you know, I've lived long enough that I've heard <laughs> that the comic book industry is was going to die about fourteen different times. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how much stock I put into it, but this uh, we, we are in an interesting period with with the comic book publishers, particularly Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. because they're so big, and they are very much corporate uh, entities at this point. So if you're not profitable, you know it's very likely you could just get shuttered. Yeah. You know this has also led to more rumors that you know DC may stop publication, and in order for AT and T to make money, they're going to license their characters to other companies. Yeah. I mean, you could see like the breaking up. Of Batman and Superman, of Wonder Woman, of, of all these characters going their own own route, yeah, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, they're they're breaking apart the Justice League, man. Again, this is all <laughs> speculation. We we have no evidence. I mean, DC still yeah, has a publishing this, schedule. This possible, uh, they're gearing up for their massive, uh, uh, what was it, Dark uh, Heavy Metal Two? Yeah, is is is, is the next big thing for DC is kind of coming out, and DC still turn out good books. It's not sure. like they're in the toilet. As yeah. far as uh, quality content goes, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's just something interesting to pay attention to. One of the main reasons I wanted, I wanted to talk about this story, though, is like I know Roger has feelings <laughs> about Dan DiDio, and I was hoping you might talk about those feelings a little bit, Raj. Well, I mean, <clears throat> basically, it, it's kind of kind of double edged for me because I I got into comics, and you know, Dan DiDio was he was already in there. He he was pretty much the only face of you know head of DC that I was around for. So it's always kind of been like he's there in the background, but just the more things I saw with the way he would push things in certain directions, I would read interviews about things, and it just seemed like, really? That's, that's what you wanted to do there? And uh, also his his qualm with uh, really wanting to kill Dick Grayson. He wants to kill that guy <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I don't, if, uh, I don't know if anyone's even familiar with it, but... Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely been one of, his, one of his driving forces, it seems, like... It's just this weird obsession with wanting to kill off Dick Grayson. He really wanted to kill him, uh, especially in in the Infinite Crisis mm-hmm. book that came out. God, it's probably fifteen years. Yeah, maybe twenty since that book came out. Mm. No, maybe about twenty, but fifteen ish. <laughs> it's getting there. Fifteen yeah. ish is yeah, and I, I guess it was Dick Grayson was saved at the eleventh hour by Jeff Johns. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have been fighting to keep Dick in there, <laughs> and you know, being that he's like pretty much one of my favorite characters, I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> That's why Rogers adopted the hashtag of save that dick. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite dick. Oh, man. So good. Uh, yeah. It, it's an interesting time to, to pay attention with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I think a lot of us are into the comic books for the characters. So paying attention to kind of like the behind-the-scenes stuff is not always a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, uh, I got very plugged into the comic book scene, you know, 15-ish, 20-ish years ago. I was very... Uh, I was friendly with a lot of creators. I, I, I kind of got to know like behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of the drama that goes on backstage, yeah. you know, in a sense. And it was a little disheartening to kind of see how the sausage was made per se. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of had to pull back from some of those relationships to, to <laughs> kind of get my love of the comics back because I just yeah. like, I can't read this comic because that guy hates my friend who works on this book and sure. uh, you know, stuff like that. I was like, oh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. It's just a comic book. I want to read it. Yeah, politics and hobbies just do not work out together. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's 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 sort of funny because the same thing happens a lot. Uh, you know, in, in Beer Night in San Diego, we have a sure. lot of relationships, and we are privy to 
some behind the scenes stuff and it's like oh well that's not cool yeah and it, it, it does kind of color your your perception on things and your you definitely know. so sometimes it is good to keep a healthy distance yeah, from knowing yeah. too much you don't want to fall too down into the rabbit hole <laughs> but by by comparison's sake also it, it's also worth mentioning that uh, Marvel recently had a shift in their publishing uh, uh, hierarchy mm-hmm. as, as Kevin Feige, the mastermind of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yep. is now also overseeing the comic book division. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious how a lot of this is going to shake <laughs> out. Um, one, of, one of the things, sorry, I'm, I'm a little stumbly here on my words because I'm trying to, I'm trying to choose them carefully. Yeah. But, but one of the things I'm trying to pay attention to is, with, with Marvel and DC is and actually, it's just like not paying attention with them is like, oh, hey, well, well these guys are fucking around and potentially going to ruin all my favorite characters. <laughs> At least I have Dark Horse and Image mm-hmm. and Valiant and, and a lot of other publishers that are doing great things yeah. that could use my love and attention a bit more. Sure. And so... Like I said, Marvel and DC at some... Well, these characters are never going to go away. No. But they're very corporate now. Yeah, that's true. They're, it's, they're all IP. They're all intellectual property. It's like, what can you do for me on TV or movies or mm-hmm. in whatever hot format is, is the rage at the moment? It's it's very interesting time for, for some of these characters. Yeah, so I guess we'll just have to see how that flushes out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to mention briefly, um, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 again, I'm, I'm drastic, just like, just like the TV shows, I'm drastic behind <laughs> a lot of my comic book reading as well. Sure. Uh, but it was also announced at C2E2 that, that, that uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, who's been writing Black Panther for, gosh, five, six years now, mm-hmm. and has taken the character to unprecedented heights of popularity in, in the comic book world. It, it helped that he had a movie, too. Yeah, yeah but, a little bit. But Ta-Nehisi <laughs> Coates is an extremely gifted writer. He has uh, novels and essays and... and, and, and uh, it's been in the Atlantic and the New York Journal, all, all these things. Ins- insanely gifted, talented writer mm-hmm. is going to end his run with the character very soon. Okay. Uh, but if you do like his work, he is still going to be writing Captain America. Oh, okay, cool. So good stuff on that front. Uh, let's change it up a little bit and go to some DC stuff. All right. You ready for that? I know you're ready for that. Always ready. All right. This, this, <laughs> we're going to kind of pinball here a little bit. So I, I tried to write this. Actually, let me let me get get to one thing that's sure. Marvel related still before we kind of get into <laughs> some more DC stuff. <laughs> because this is the craziest rumor I've heard okay. in forever. I don't generally care for for rumors and for for gossipy shit, mm-hmm. but it happens. I kind of sort of came across this, and I don't put a lot of stock in it, but I love the idea of it so much that I wanted to bring it up with you. Yeah. I fr- I'm not going to say the website I went to. <laughs> that I came across as that because I think it's like I said I think this article is garbage probably it's straight garbage <laughs> I think it's written by an 8th grader <laughs> but there is a rumor floating around at least on this website mm-hmm. Henry Cavill as Wolverine mm. co-starring in Captain Marvel 2 yep. uh, with Brie Larson I have seen this <laughs> I thoughts <sighs> It's it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Um, can Henry Cavill play a short Canadian guy? I mean, Ultimate Wolverine was 6'3". Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I always just knew him as, as a shorter fellow, but okay. In the, in the, in the original uh, Ultimate X-Men, when they, when they were kind of doing that Ultimate line of comics, Wolverine was a much taller fellow. Oh, okay, so they might be going Ultimate, if that's the case. 
I mean, it's not like he doesn't have the physique for it, but it's not like they made it's not like they made Hugh Jackman play Wolverine at five foot three either. So I mean, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I don't know. Just just visually, I feel like Henry Cavill is just much more of an imposing guy. I don't know if it's just because he's so ripped, but I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's just weird. Like especially in Captain Marvel, like. So what's what's the connection there? That's, maybe you have some lore. That, that's that. where that's where a lot of this rumor gets just just becomes total yeah horseshit. It's like why though? Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> so let me kind of like tackle these as separate things. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Best way to. Go. I have an insane crush on Henry Cavill. Oh yeah. <laughs> I really really like Henry Cavill a lot. When I see him in interviews, I think he's funny. Dude. I think he's charming. I think he's gorgeous to look at. Yeah. I'm not I can't lie. I'm just going to say it. That's <laughs> no, a good-looking man. I completely agree. That's one of the best parts about him. I really like his Superman. Mm-hmm. I think it's unfortunate that his Superman was in a bunch of shitty movies. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the other flicks he's in. Man from Uncle was awesome. Oh yeah, that was great. He was fantastic in the last uh, Mission Impossible flick. Mm-hmm. Yep. When he does, when he does that 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 cocking of the shoulder. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. I was like, "Fuck, dude, if he has claws, he's Wolverine right there." <laughs> Oh man, and I'm I'm really enjoying the shit out of The Witcher. Yeah. I, I haven't finished the series yet because it's a bit heavy. Yeah, sure. But he's great in it. Mm-hmm. I love watching that dude, and and him as Wolverine. I'm in on this idea, and like you yeah. can shoot him from angles if you want him to look shorter. That's true. Because, yeah, you know Wolverine is is kind of stocky. Like maybe he doesn't have height, but like that dude's he's built. Oh yeah, no, he is. He's still a brick shit house. He is the Wolverine. That's like, right. The Wolverines are mean little fuckers. So <laughs> that part of the rumor, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd be into that. Yeah, yeah. The, the rest of the article, the, I don't know if you read the article or if you saw it on the same site or not. Yeah. But it, it, it then goes into this whole diatribe mm-hmm. of how Captain Marvel's basically the worst Marvel film ever made. <laughs> and it's it's uh, social justice. Women are as important as men. Mm-hmm. Uh, social Again, social justice kind of things was not received well by the masses. <laughs> and I'm like, where do you live that this is what you think? And then it goes on to this whole other diatribe about how Brie Larson is the most unliked actress in Hollywood and that no one like, thinks she's talented and no one thinks she's pretty mm. and that's why she's going to get a makeover in the new movie. And then it speculates on uh, the directors were, were canned from doing the sequel because because they had too many again social justice issues. So this guy was really harping on the social. This and sure. I just, I didn't double check, but I'm assuming this is the guy who wrote this. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> who I think had some real problems with with women in power sort of situations. <laughs> Not a fan of these scenarios. Yeah. So I, I like I said, ninety nine point nine percent of this article is is total hooey. <laughs> it's it's hokum and nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I I just I, I just wish there was less opinions overall in these kind of things like. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just so tired of like either side just pushing agendas. You know, I just I'm here because I want to have fun. I want to watch comic book stuff. Well, listen, I, I like my hero. My superheroes like I like my superheroes. Yeah. I had no problem with Captain Marvel as a film. Yeah. I didn't think it was pushing an agenda on me. I, I didn't think so either. I think there, there was some weirdness in the marketing here and there. But just overall as a movie, I thought it was fine. My biggest quirk was actually something that that. So the, the the thing that I bumped up against, I, I thought it was an odd choice mm-hmm. for um, for when when Captain Marvel has like the awakening and she is able to access all of her powers mm-hmm. and we break into uh, I'm just a girl by no doubt. <laughs> that bumped me. But talking to, to females who watched the film, mm-hmm. they enjoyed they enjoyed that on a level that I can't I can't <laughs> because I'm not a female. I've not been talked down to by a man. And and so 
I'm not going to take that away from them. I'm like, you know what? That's just my own little quirk, and that, that I, I'm fine with that. If you if you were if you embrace that, if you are emboldened by that, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Not everything's for a 40 year old white man anymore, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I, I think I definitely agree with that. I, I agree to the extent that yeah, not everything is meant for you know everybody. There there are target audiences for everything, and I think I think that's what we need to come to accept is like if we can accept that you know what this movie is for this people, we're good, you know? Like, obviously it's not just going to be like homogenous, only guys or girls are going to watch this movie. There's people that think on both sides of the spectrum. And as long as we can accept that, yeah, if you make a movie in this way, you might be alienating these people over here, but this other group over here, they're going to be all for it. And if you're okay with that, then you're okay with that, you know? So. Yeah, and I mean, and if you're going to use a No Doubt song, why aren't you playing Spiderwebs? What's wrong? No, no, uh, just <laughs> fucking around. That's a joke. Relax, relax, we're having fun. It's a joke. Uh, I love it. No, no, no. It's all good. We're fine. It's a safe space. We're all having fun. Very safe. <laughs> Henry Cavill's got our back. <laughs> well, again, and I, I didn't mention this too. The other tone of the article was that Captain Marvel two needed to have a man in it to help carry it, and I'm like, that's such mm. nonsense. I yeah, I don't. No, that's not even the point of it. I, 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 I'm, I, like I said, I'm almost 100% convinced that article is just clickbait yeah. because people love Wolverine. Yeah, it, it's got to be. I mean, as much as I'd love to see Henry Cavill in anything at this point, yeah. I mean, that guy is just great. He just, like you said, the interviews with him is just, he's basically one of us, just, you know, 20 times more attractive. You know? <laughs> Dude, when it, when it, when it, I, I think we talked about it very briefly on, on the podcast way back when, but mm-hmm. when, the, when the news broke that, that they were, that Warner Brothers was not moving forward with Man of Steel 2 and that, mm-hmm. that Cavill was out of Superman, and he released that really cryptic, weird video mm-hmm. <laughs> with, like, the Superman music, but him with the doll, yeah. like, right slowly raising in front of his face. <laughs> I just was like, this dude is awesome. He's just totally having fun with it. I, I, I love it. Like, I think there have been interviews with him where he's just like, you know what, like, one of my favorite things to do, despite everything, is just playing on his computer, you know? he I think he likes playing like wow or something and he's just like oh yeah i have tons of fun on there because when i'm on there i'm just one of everyone else you know it's not like walking down the street and you get 20 people trying to get an autograph or something he's just like i just want to have some time and have fun you know (laughs) like this guy's got his like sick gaming rig and everything like like i said he's one of us just like very good actor and a whole lot more attractive (laughs) very true very very true uh, let me ask you. I'm gonna we're gonna pinball again back right. over, or back over to the DC side of the street real quick because Roger's still the guy I know with the DC Universe app. Yeah. Have you watched Harley Quinn yet? Uh, the Animated. show. Oh, nah, no, I haven't. Well, good news, Roger. Season two's <laughs> coming really quickly, so you're gonna be even more behind than me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie though. No, apparently this animated series is is doing quite well. Mm. Uh, people seem to be responding very nicely to it. So right. uh, I'm I'm mulling over. A potential summer reactivation of my DC Universe mm. account, just so I can watch this cartoon. Yeah, I mean, a month won't kill you. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. It's like, and it's animated, so I can probably plow through it in a couple weeks. A month's like what? A pint? <laughs> pint and a half. That, that's, that's our new unit of, of measurement when it comes to money. <laughs> but I brought it. I brought it because because it is getting uh, some attention to it, and mm-hmm. and it seems like a show that's worth getting out there and letting people know it, it exists. Yeah. So good for good on them. So speaking of Harley Quinn. Yes. Roger. You're the man who saw it. How was how was the fab, fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn <laughs> and uh, seven other characters who might be the birds of prey? 
you know, it was exactly that. <laughs> that was the apt description of it. You know, okay. I, I had okay. a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, despite a lot of, they had a lot of weird marketing choices, um, mainly in that there was very little of it, I felt. Uh, like, they didn't even have an ad in the Super Bowl, which was like, you know, weeks before it came out, which is kind of a weird thing for like such a big name DC property. Well, sure. And they, and like you said, I mean, there was also like a, a bit of a branding issue as well, mm-hmm. because after the first week with, with, with a uh, below expectations box office, mm-hmm. they decided they were retitling the film. Yeah. You know, to Harley Quinn and, and the, the Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey. Which is honestly probably what they should have gone with to begin with. Right. But I mean, wow. That, yeah. That's kind of a kick in the teeth, right? Uh, right after your opening weekend. Yeah. It just, you know, they, they, it was marketed poorly it didn't get out there and you know there was just a lot of weird messaging going on in the background you're just like wow what's going on here and you're just kind of like okay i mean i w- we were both excited about seeing you know ewan mcgregor as black mask yeah. margot robbie's harley quinn honestly them two were my favorite parts of the movie like they were having so much fun in their roles like they had a kick-ass time the choreography in harley's fights was great like there was this one scene where they're like in a police station and she's just going to town on people with a baseball bat. I think this is the scene that I heard uh, described by uh, on, on, on another podcast as uh, Harley Quinn as a baseball bat ninja. Yes, <laughs> that is an awesome description of it. Basically, to, to set up the scene, uh, she's getting shot at and she's hiding behind some contraband. Co-contraband? The eh? contraband is a bunch of coke. Hey now. <laughs> so... That's all floating in the air. She gives a big inhale, and Black Betty starts playing in the background, <laughs> and she just goes to town on everyone. Black Betty? That's what we chose? <laughs> hey, it worked. I mean, I guess it's better than Ram Jam, but... Uh, wait, it is Ram Jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same damn song. Ram Jam? Yeah, they're the band, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really good. The choreography was just... You know, she was super acrobatic, and it wasn't, you know a whole lot of the the flippy fighting that you mm-hmm. get when a lot of like you know they try to have a female action star and she just does all this crazy flippy arm twisty grapply stuff and you're like uh, i mean i guess <laughs> but, sure, why they, not? but it's like with her they just kept everything like you know you hit somebody with a baseball bat they're gonna feel that no matter how big they are you know and she was just like you know wrecking people breaking limbs you know all this crazy stuff and it just it felt more realistic in terms of what you see in those kind of action scenes with a female action star than most other things. So that's something I would definitely like to give it credit for. Um, as far as everyone else in the movie, I wasn't a huge fan of everyone else. They, they just kind of felt like they were along for the ride. Yeah, it didn't seem like a lot of the other characters got, got a lot of uh, proper service, I suppose, mm-hmm. for characters of, of, at least in the comic book world, of fairly significant stature i mean huntress and, and black canary and yeah uh, i like renee montoya <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> and, I mean, you even have cassie kane and and the the problem was is that really the only two characters that felt like they were their character were harley and black mask okay like even zaz was basically just like black mask's henchman in mm-hmm. this and i'm like zaz isn't supposed to be like his like right hand yes man like Zaz is a friggin' serial killer. Like, right, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, he, he did some brutal-ass shit in the movie. Don't get me wrong. But it just kind of felt like it minimized a lot of the characters. Like, Huntress was kind of played as a trying-to-be-badass joke. You know? Like, <laughs> there, there's even scenes where she's, like, practicing her, like, 
kill line in front of the mirror type thing and just kind of like not feeling it but i mean i i plus i love the actress mary elizabeth winstead is amazing she, she oh was scott in, pilgrim come on yeah yeah i love scott pilgrim um and i think we all had a crush on her from that movie but uh it definitely wasn't from the remake of uh <laughs> which one? Oh god uh, the fuck why am i drawing a blank the kurt russell in that Antarctica, the thing. Oh, okay. Not from that. You know, I didn't even realize she was in that. I so refuse to watch it. That tells you something. <laughs> Although I did like her in uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I'm not, I think I fell asleep during that. I apologize. <laughs> that that was just one of those cheesy movies that I was into. But sure, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. No, um, hey, those are a thing. Yeah, for I sure. I got plenty of those myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Overall, I'd say that the movie is a solid six point five seven out of ten. Okay. Easy. Like, yeah. Worth a watch. I, I still haven't made it to the theater myself. I, I, I have... I Every week, it seems like I have some kind of uh, unrealistic expectation that I'll make it over there on mm-hmm. X day, and then, like, X day rolls around. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I got too much to do. <laughs> that does happen. I know it's still in theaters, so I, I, I actually was hoping that maybe this week would pan out, but we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. For sure. But, yeah, definitely worth a watch, especially if you didn't get matinee showing price. Yeah, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm going to bounce. I'm going to zig and zag. This time to the Valiant universe. Okay. Valiant Comics, who you may not know, that uh, they were a fairly small publisher in the 90s, but they got a little cachet. They got some fans, not myself included, from <laughs> yep. their, their initial offering of characters like Exo Mana War and Archer and Armstrong. Uh, there's, a, there's a nice slew. The Eternal <laughs> Warrior is one of my favorites. Uh, but another character they created back in the 90s uh, was this character titled named, named Bloodshot. And now Bloodshot is going to have a movie coming out next week, actually. I believe it's March 12th or 13th. Oh, already. And, well, listen. (laughs) It's Vin Diesel. So, that's happening. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know that people really want Vin Diesel in movies that aren't The Fast and the Furious. True. Roger. (laughs) You saw this trailer today. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts? You know, <laughs> this is a bit of a tough one for me because, I mean, I love Vin Diesel as much as the next guy. I, I loved him in Riddick, you know. Oh, like, I Riddick's thought, so good. Know, pitch Black. Pitch Black was amazing. It's I mean, Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I mean, you got all those classic movies. Uh, he he kind of became like uh, this like action star that was like super popular for a while. And then he kind of fell off. I mean, I think he oversaturated. Like he just was in everything for a while, yeah, and and people were that. like, "Okay, dude, take it down a notch." Because I mean, obviously, like now people would probably know him most for Fast and Furious, but other than that, like I can't think of much. He he was in that one movie where like he was like a witch hunter or something. Oh yeah, that did not do well. No, I remember <laughs> watching that one. I was just like, eh, okay. <laughs> like I didn't hate it, but it was just kind of like meh. Uh, just say I am Groot. That's how yeah. you do the rest of your career. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I wonder how many millions he gets paid for that, but that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the... How, how do I say this? So I like the Bloodshot character. Mm-hmm. I am especially attached to the, the 90s version of the character. Uh-huh. Uh, Valiant Comics has gotten a... It has an interesting and complicated publishing history mm-hmm. where it was acquired by different... Uh, Groups at one point acclaim when they were still a video game company bought it. Oh wow! And then they changed all the characters. They basically kept the names and then but kind of like relaunched them in different ways. Mm. So there's there's like multiple iterations of these characters throughout their history. Um, my my fondness for Bloodshot comes from the first iteration. Sure. 
The iteration that they're doing is the most recent iteration, which is from the relaunch Valiant that launched like uh, 2014-ish, 2013-ish. Okay, so it's not, not too far back. No, not too far back. And it's cool. It, it's the, the base concept's still the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a little bit more amplified power-wise okay. than I would have preferred. But basically, the, the premise is that he's uh, sort of a super soldier in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's powered by these, these, these nanites mm-hmm. who are able to restructure and reform his body so he can take massive amounts of damage and keep going to complete whatever mission he's on. Sure. Uh, in the in the film, in the new comic series, he's a he's very much a Steve Rogers kind mm-hmm. of anagram in the, in this uh, analog, I should say. Yeah. In the sense that he's like a, he's a soldier of himself who's adopted into this super soldier program, but against his will and his past is erased and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Why I liked it in the '90s was because he was actually a gangster. Oh, okay. He's actually a dead mobster who's been reanimated uh, in, in a rogue experiment mm-hmm. with, with these nanites. And it's, I thought it was a lot more interesting because he goes to work for MI6, and but he has okay. a, this criminal background, so these mob people are always trying to kill him. and It's a whole thing. Was but, he more of like an anti-hero then? Or? Yeah, yeah, very much. Okay. A, the entire Valiant <clears throat> universe is very much anti-hero. Okay, gotcha. In a lot of senses of the word. There's, it, it's not like an outright superhero universe, necessarily. Um but the concept sound, it's it's mm-hmm. an enjoyable comic. Even the new iteration that I'm not, again, not my favorite iteration, yeah. but it's still an enjoyable read. It holds up. A lot of good action, and because, the, I guess the only problem nowadays is that um, Deadpool's so popular, mm-hmm. and Deadpool's a character who takes massive amounts of damage. <laughs> so seeing a guy get his hand cut off and then grow back five seconds later is not all it's, that It's not new. new. Yeah. Yeah. I so, can see that. I want this movie to do well, sure. but I kind of don't because I don't like Vin Diesel that much. <laughs> yeah, you know, that said, after seeing the trailer, I mean, it feels like the CG effects are going to be great. You know, it, it's definitely going to be like popcorn action movie. Uh, you know, the plot's probably going to be paper thin. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like just from the trailer, I'm like, okay, this guy betrays this guy. Okay, I it, it's it's going to be centered around action pieces, mm-hmm. I think, for sure. Sure. And that's all I'm hoping for, really, because, I mean, honestly, the effects look pretty cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. The I, that's probably my favorite part of the trailer. I'm very curious to see if, uh, and I don't know. I have to look. I'm not quite sure how the rights for this went, as far as the licensing rights for films. Mm-hmm. Will there be a Valiant cinematic universe? Is this what they're hoping <laughs> to accomplish? Are they, you know, are we going to get Eternal Warrior or Shadow Man or Exo Manowar? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I have no idea how this is play out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I would what be they got. curious. Of, of, of a Valiant Cinematic Universe, some kind of junior arrival to to Marvel. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I mean, do we begin diluting the comic book gene pool a little bit as far as films go? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. The movie opens next week. We'll, we'll find out pretty quickly or not if this isn't going to have legs. Yeah. Yeah, my, my thing right now is I don't know if maybe they would have, you know, brought this movie out like a few years ago back in like superhero prime you mm-hmm. know because i feel like almost as of this point the superhero craze is kind of on a downturn after endgame everything was kind of like okay i think we've we've achieved what we were trying to do with these and everything else is just kind of like okay we're, we're continuing it on but it, it doesn't have that same feeling that it once had it, so. it's true and I, I think i think i honestly think, think marvel's doing that on purpose they're kind of giving mm-hmm. us a chance to kind of catch a our breath sure you know we, we had endgame and uh, you know, after everything that happens in that movie, you know, and then you, you get the little, uh, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home kind of like a, as an epilogue slash palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it also essentially a, a strong kickoff mm-hmm. for, for Marvel Phase 4. For the next phase, yeah. 
but yeah, I you know it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if, if superhero movies as a whole can gain gain more traction with lesser known characters. Sure. And I kind of sort of think that the deck stacked against them, but I would like to see this do well. I just really wish someone else was was playing Bloodshot. Yeah, I just <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what it is about Vin Diesel. I, I don't know if it's just because we're so burnt out on him, or if he's just not a convincing action hero anymore. I base this on nothing because I don't know the man, <laughs> but from just general kind of things I've heard, it se- it, in, it does sort of fit with what we've seen on the screen. Mm-hmm. But Vin makes a lot of these things about himself. Mm-hmm. I see. And I'm a little concerned that this will be more Vin-centric than it should be. Sure. I can see that for sure. Like you said, you, you think the plot's going to be paper thin, and it's probably because you know, Vin's range a little limited. Sure. <laughs> I'll give you that. We'll see. We'll see. Let's let's see. I, I like I said. I, I would love to be wrong. I'd love to go see this film and be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I'm much gonna... like the next movie I'm going to bring up. But go ahead, finish your point. No, I was just going to say I'll probably try to see it um, when it comes out, just because you know movies down south aren't as pricey as they are up here. But well, and it's also kind of a slow time of year right now for films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so might be worth a watch. You know, like I said, I I don't hate Vin Diesel by any means. I... No, I don't hate him. I just wish he was in better movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and better and... in them. <laughs> yeah, it's like whether or not that's completely a fault of his own. Well, yeah. Hey, he's <laughs> but, uh, still in the Iron Giant, which is one of the best animated movies ever. So this is fact, <laughs> and he's Groot, so immortality is his. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but speaking of movies that were a pleasant surprise, I think for both of us, uh, Venom, the first Venom, mm-hmm. Venom Two, now in production. Yes, stills are making their way around the internet. Oh, are they? Images of Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy are surfacing the internet. And Roger, I have great news for you, bud. What's that? Ronald McDonald wig, nowhere in sight. Oh, they shaved it? <laughs> <laughs> I Well, it, it's hard to say for sure. I don't know if we're seeing Woody in, in like a flashback to pre-arrest. Sure. You know, pre-arrest Cletus or, or post-arrest with the new hairstyle. Sure, sure. I don't know yet, but it's fun to see that he's not wearing that terrible, terrible wig. Oh, man. Yeah, that was just like, really? We couldn't find a better wig? <laughs> It's last minute, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he literally could have been wearing a Ronald McDonald at that point. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sort of looked like it. Yeah. But, I mean, I, Woody is the man who now walks between franchises. I mean, oh, yeah. he's everywhere. Yeah, he's... Has he been in, in any DC movies? Not yet, but he was in Star Wars. Now he he's in a in Marvel Star Wars, film. He's doing Marvel. I mean, this guy... I, why not pop it up in DC movie? Maybe he'll cameo in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that'd be a good spot for him, actually. <laughs> At this point, why not? Fuck it. Yeah, those franchise walkers are the best. Uh, speaking of Venom, yeah. Ruben Fleischer, who was the director of the first film, mm-hmm. he was uh, subsequently replaced by Gollum. <laughs> or <Sorry>. Smeagol. <laughs> yeah, we, he prefers to go by Schmeagol. You're right. Uh, he's just been hired to direct the cursed Uncharted film. Oh. That can't seem to get off the ground. <laughs> this is the one that, that is going to have Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg and, it, and uh, Antonio Banderas just signed on for a mystery role. Uh, but he's now the director of the Uncharted film. Hmm. This is based on the PlayStation video game series. Yeah. Are you a fan of the games? Yeah, I've played one through three. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I've played one. Yeah. <laughs> the first one? It was awesome. Yeah. But I haven't even finished it. Yeah. Honestly, I got into it on uh, Uncharted 2 and that... Honestly, the, the demo on that game sold me. Sure. Like, I wasn't an Uncharted fan. I thought it was like, eh, looks like an Indiana Jones ripoff, whatever. Yeah, it's like Indian Tomb Raider. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, I played the the first part of part two, and I'm like, damn, I need to finish this game. This looks awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a yeah, fun series. Right on. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, because 
I mean, this movie's gone through like eight directors, I think. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't have a chance to look it up. I'm, I'm curious what film has had more directors attached to it. The Uncharted film or the long-rumored, long-gestating Flash movie? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, at this point, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, hopefully something comes of this because, I mean, I think it'll be cool seeing Tom Holland. I, I think I, I need to be sold on him as Nathan Drake. We've seen him play very, like, almost innocent, naive characters and you know, his Peter Parker type. And I think they're billing this as, like, Nathan Drake origin story. Kind oh, of is thing. that what so it I is? So I think it's they're, I think oh, they're okay. going to be able to lean into that because obviously Tom Holland is a is a rather young man. Oh, I mean he looks young. No, I am glad. I was I was a bit relieved that it wasn't uh, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> as Nathan Drake because I just would be like out. Sorry, no thanks. Well, I mean I don't know. Did you ever see there was a short? I think it was on YouTube. Mark where... Wahlberg is kind of short. You're right. <laughs> uh, regarding Uncharted, um, there was a short on YouTube where Nathan Fillion was Nathan Drake. Yes, yes. You saw that? Yes, I did. And that was I, pretty fun. Uh, Nathan Fillion, I feel like, is the fan favorite casting for almost every role. <laughs> every every but, sarcastic, awesome character. Yeah, yeah. But, but Nathan Drake did seem to be right in his wheelhouse. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, unlike unlike Nathan Drake... Uh, uh, Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Too many Nathans has tripped my brain yeah, off. Nathan Fillion uh, cannot stay one age forever. This is true. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, in his prime, he would have been perfect for it. And the funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, their voices are actually pretty similar. Mm -hmm. um, so much so that uh, in the Destiny video game, uh, Nathan Fillion's character, Cade Six, when he was moving out of that franchise, um, voice actor for Nathan Drake, why am I blanking on it? Because um, I don't remember it either. <laughs> He's like a big voice actor. I know this too, but regardless, so that voice actor actually played Cade Six ah. to spot for him, and you almost couldn't tell. So what? Am, what am I? Um, God, this is going back because uh, this is Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty days. But mm -hmm. but Nathan Fillion uh, in ODST for Halo. Oh yeah, that was great. I, I love that. that. That was so cool. I was like, oh man, Nathan Fillion is my friend in ODST. This is <laughs> rad. Yeah, yeah. I want to say he was also in Halo Five. I feel like he was in that too. I have that's the Guardians game. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I oh boy, I watched the teaser for that new Halo game coming out with the new system. Oh, Infinity, yeah. Oh baby, oh baby. Oh man, too much stuff. Too much stuff. <laughs> I made I made Janine watch that, <laughs> and she was like, "Why is this good?" And I was like, "Because it's Master Chief. That's why." If I have to explain it, you'll never get no, it. No, she'll never get it. That doesn't matter. Oh boy. Uh, uh, but if you'd like to uh, uh, see Roger's independent film, Uncharted, you can follow him on his Instagram stories at, at Jedi Raj. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that'll be... Uh... Uncharted, coming soon, to an Instagram story near you. Yeah, pretty much. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Let's pinball again, back to the Marvel Universe. Jesus mm. Christ. My notes are all over the place today. I thought I had this more organized than this, but it's... A lot of it was just kind of working backwards from current mm -hmm. news, and then, but trying to find similar themes. It, sure. You know what? We like pinball around here. We're it looked good. better yesterday. Today is like, <laughs> uh, what was I thinking? Uh, Disney Plus. Yes. They're gearing up for all their new shows. Oh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo in talks to reprise his role as Dr. Bruce Banner in the upcoming She-Hulk series. Yeah, I would hope so. Exciting. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, solidify these connections, you know? Yeah, it, definitely. You know, Marvel t Marvel TV is done. <laughs> you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be done. Yeah. Uh, the, all these things are kaputs. So, 
you're, you know, if you're, if you're going to be driving your fan base mm-hmm. to the Disney Plus streaming service, we give us those connections. Yeah. Give us the thing that, that, that the Shield show never really was able to get going. Yeah, they, they really tried, but it's just very like, well, we can get this one character that was in this one movie for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in that that kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to backtrack and go in, into what we talked about earlier about how Kevin Feige's kind of now controlling the comic mm-hmm. book company, but I mean, since Marvel's, since the first Iron Man, there's, there had been a bit of a power struggle mm-hmm. with, with some of the, the higher ups at Marvel Studios and, and Marvel Comics and, and you know, the, the way the, the division was being, or the way labor was being divisioned out. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, uh, and I don't mean to imply that he's some kind of genocidal maniac, but <laughs> Kevin Feige's now Thanos. Yeah. He controls all the Infinity Stones. Yes. And hopefully that works out for all of us. Yeah, I hope so. Otherwise he's going to snap some good things away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think this is another good sign that, that, that the Disney Plus shows... Once we really get rolling here with the, with the Marvel Disney Plus shows, we're going to be getting some really quality stuff. Yeah, I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. All right, Roger, I know you're not a fan of this show in particular. Not that you're against it. You just don't happen to watch it. Uh, but Doctor Who just wrapped up its current season, the 12th season. Yes. And uh, it was a game changer, Roger. Was it? We won't get into spoilers because I don't think a lot of our lo- lo- listeners <laughs> watch Doctor Who, so I'm not going to spend too much time with it. Okay. But this was one of those 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 game changing episodes that totally flips everything you think you know about the character, mm-hmm. but makes it all make sense at the same time. Hmm. A unique feat to pull off, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So I highly recommend it. Um, if you get a chance, you know the BBC America is where that that's all streaming. Mm-hmm. And you know the number one thing I talk to about people with Doctor Who is, well, I don't, you know, there's so much of it to watch. I don't know where to start. Just start. That's all you have to do. <laughs> I find it's easiest when there's a, a, you know, just the most, whoever the current doctor is, just start from them. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot easier to tackle. Sure. And then if you have the time and the inclination, you can go back, go and, back. and kind of get some of the older history. Sure. But my, my Doctor Who love starts from the relaunch, which was 12 years ago, with, with Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Famously known as Destro in G.I. Joe circles. <laughs> but that's how I started. But, I mean, you know, again, I'm going to use an outdated metaphor but uh, no one listening to the shows in the, is in their teens and 20s, right? So they don't care. Yeah, they're fine. But when I started reading comic books, uh-huh. I just had to start. I just had to buy Spider-Man at 257 or whatever sure. number it was on. Like, I, you couldn't wait for the number one to come out. And it was cool that you were joining the middle of a story. Mm. Who is much the same way? Like I said, I think it's easy to start at the beginning of a season mm-hmm. or at the beginning of a new Doctor's run. But it's good yeah. stuff, especially if you enjoy time travel yeah. and, and space adventures. Fun show. <laughs> Check it out. And I think a lot of it's available for streaming too on the, on the Netflix. I think so. Yeah. At least some of it is. So, Game Changer. Yeah. Rips up it all in shreds. Crushed it. So good. <laughs> Sounds fun. Roger. Yes. Castlevania. Oh, yes. Season three on Thursday. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah, I was really excited for it. They, they just kind of dropped the announcement. Oh, yeah, it's coming out next week. What? What? <laughs> now, I have not what I've not watched season two yet. Oh, but okay. I really enjoy season one. And season one is kind of slow and plotting in, in, in spots mm-hmm. but like when you get to like those last couple episodes you're like, Ooh, yes give me more when they start playing the, the Castlevania theme when they're all fighting in the castle oh, you're yeah. like oh yes this oh, is yes. what I've always wanted yes yes <laughs> oh yeah no I, I think you're really gonna like season two it definitely like develops on the characters so much more and there's just there's new characters that you're like wow they just really fleshed these guys out I one of the things I liked about the first season was uh, the, the characterization of Dracula uh huh 
was very good. Yeah. Not just, you know, the looming bad guy. You know, they actually gave him, like, some drive and some purpose and, like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. It was really cool to see that aspect of him. And I also really love his voice actor. He, uh, actually, another guy, he, he did a... In the second Uncharted, he was the main bad guy in that one. So same voice actor. He, he's just got these like really nice guttural yells <laughs> that just sound so pained all the time. You're like, oh yeah, that, that's what I like to see. <laughs> just like me. All right. That's not me though. Sorry, folks. But yeah, that's dropping on Thursday. So by the time you hear this podcast, it will be, it should be available to yeah. you. I, I, the podcast will probably be out the day before, but yeah. fingers crossed. <laughs> Computer, been a tad unreliable lately, folks. Just saying. Worst case scenario. Worst case it's scenario. Coming. <laughs> it, when you hear this, it'll probably be there. You yeah. at least put it in your queue. There you go. Uh, Big Raj. Yeah. Some sad, yet some good news. Okay. Steven Spielberg will not direct Indiana Jones 5. Hmm. But James Mangold might. Interesting. And I like, I like to say James Mangold. Because... <laughs> With a name like that, you have to. I mean, this is the guy who directed Logan, for Christ's sake. Yeah. If he knows how to do something with an old superhero, I think Indiana Jones might be in the wheelhouse. I think so. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I, you know, I've been leery of the indie indie rumors. Yeah. Because, listen, <laughs> Crystal Skull's not great. <laughs> no, I think we can agree on that. And much like the Star Wars prequels, I have been a, a bit of an apologist for, for Crystal Skull. Mm. And where, where I've tried to convince myself, like, well, if it wasn't for Shia LaBeouf, it would be pretty decent. <laughs> but it wouldn't be. But then you're like, atomic bomb and a refrigerator? I don't know. You know, that's not even the least of my concerns in that film. Like, I'm willing, more willing to accept that than I am some of the other things. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I just don't think Indy belongs in a sci-fi flick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I didn't like that whole direction. It kind of went from mystical to sci-fi. Yeah. And it was just weird. It just know. got kind of, like, weirdly campy and, and, and like overly pulpy mm-hmm. you know Indy's always had a touch of pulp which has been great about the character yeah but this was like too much this was like oh we're gonna go to the Amazon and we're gonna make up a bunch of shit because like back <laughs> in the day this is what we used to do because we never been there like, mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't know what was in there so we just make up stuff yeah we'll just throw in these uh... like giant fucking ants that just eat people in four seconds yeah you know what oh, happens that's, that's a thing it's commonplace I mean global warming right yeah <laughs> it'll Fuck. drive out anything <laughs> so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but uh, Mangold's a, a director with some skills. This is true. Yeah, he's done some good stuff. And uh, I, I would like to think that you know maybe with his involvement, there'll be a little bit more oversight on the story. Hmm. So, are there any uh, any rumors as to the story, as if this is going to be a reboot or a sequel or anything like that? Apparently, sequel is okay. still is still the the big indication. Uh, Harrison Ford is prepping to film. Really, damn, dude. I mean, the movie's. I think the movie's supposed to come out in twenty twenty one. So, that they will probably have to bump that date though, because as far as I know, they have not settled on a story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's. I don't know. Harrison Ford's getting up there. Just everything he looks in, he just seems more and more just tired of it. <laughs> Definitely in the interviews. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, don't ask him what a force ghost is. <laughs> man, you know, the... <sighs> I don't mean to shit on journalists. Sure. But, I mean, you have to have a certain expectation of, of who Harrison Ford is at this point. Sure. Like, you can't be yeah. naive about the man and, and like his lack of give a shit about Star Wars in particular. <laughs> 
So going into an interview and then asking him about Force Ghosts and his, you know, all this other stuff, like, what do you think you're going to get from him? And why do you think that this is important? Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, especially with someone like him. I could see basically anyone else actually giving an answer, especially like Mark Hamill, you know, someone like him who is actually like very into the lore of it and the character. Sure, but, sure. But, you know, Harrison Ford, he's just a, a different beast altogether. So He's an altered beast. Whoa. <laughs> Sega Genesis. I played there you it. Go. Callbacks. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get some more new news about Indy. But uh, as far as I, as far as story goes, I really hope they just make it more grounded, more, mm-hmm. you know, archaeology based, more actual kind of historical stuff. I've obviously the best indie films have been the one that have, have dived in more into religious 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 artifacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be about Catholicism though or any of that stuff no, because it could I be anything. I'm I'm the guy who thinks Temple of Doom is awesome. Oh yeah, that was fun. I love Temple of Doom. Yeah, no, honestly, the, the now you right. know the magic. <laughs> no, fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> now you know. The power of the rock. <laughs> Not the rock from Sean Connery's movie. Different no, rock. Nor uh, Mr. Oh, wrestler himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good luck on Indy 5. We'll keep you posted on that because Indiana Jones is definitely our wheelhouse. Oh, yeah, we do love it. Roger. Yeah. There's a big reveal on the internet. We haven't had a chance to really talk about it, you and I. No. I suspect this doesn't take up a lot of time. <laughs> How do you feel? About Robert Pat- Robert Pattinson's bat suit, you know, I like the chest part. That looks pretty cool. So we'll talk about his chesticle because <laughs> it, that's is in in interesting mm-hmm. piece of the, of the of the costume. It's probably the most the thing that I uh, caught my eye the most was yeah. particularly the the bat symbol in the chest and mm-hmm. its kind of unique textured appearance. Yeah, it kind of had like an Arkham Knight type look to it. Right, and initially when I saw it, now, again, the jokes are all out there on the internet. I made plenty of them myself about how <laughs> the, this little reveal was kind of Daredevil reminiscent of the opening credits for Why Daredevil. was it in red? Yeah, yeah I, oh, I, I get okay. it. Like, so I'm going to look past all that. I'm not going to make those sure, jokes. Sure, sure. It's on Twitter. I didn't delete them. You can read my jokes there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so th- that, 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 that piece, that mm-hmm. bat logo piece, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if like, the bat symbol is like, functional. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They kind of look like folded batarangs or something. Right. So I I wondered about that. Now there's a new rumor that's been surfacing Mm -hmm. uh, that actually feeds into something that that Kevin Smith did. Yeah, I saw this. In in the Batman 1000, or Detective 1000, I believe Uh it was. And that is that the Bat logo Mm -hmm. in this costume is made from the melted down gun that killed his parents. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's... uh... Definitely a cool approach to it. I, I'm actually I wasn't familiar with the comic. It wasn't until like I was kind of doing some research and reading up stuff on the internet where they were like, "Oh, this might actually be parts of the gun mm-hmm. that killed his parents." Much like in this comic, I'm like, "Oh wow, that that'd be kind of a cool thing to do," you know? Yeah, I I, I thought so too. Kind of like this, uh, uh, you know, the thing that forged him now protects him as part of like his mm-hmm. body armor in in a, in a sense. So sure. I, I'm very interested if that if that is what's going on, or if it is like what we thought, some kind of functional bat rings yeah. or whatnot or whatever. Either way, it looks cool. Yeah, I thought the suit looked cool. I thought one of the things I thought uh, one of the aspect design aspects that I thought was interesting was sort of like the like the raised collar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the so it looks like Pattinson's gonna be able to turn his head. Yeah, which is pretty easily, but still have some protection for that neck area, mm-hmm. so you can't quite stab him in the jugular like, like you planned on doing. That was Roger's kill mode for Batman was like stabbing the neck. Yeah, it didn't work out with this one. No, not so much. <laughs> that knife ain't getting through that shit. 
So yeah, I mean, we don't know much. There, there's some stuff that the movie's filming. We're se- we've seen some leaked stuff pop yeah. up, like with stuntmen on motorcycles. Yeah, but the cowl doesn't look great. I I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the angles that don't make it look good to me. But I, I, listen, I, Pattinson's got the jawline, if nothing else. So <laughs> we'll see how true. this all shakes out. Yeah, maybe just the stuntman didn't have the jawline for it. I don't yeah, know. right. All right, uh, so I think, anything else you want to say about the Batsuit? Uh, looking forward to seeing it in full. Me too, me too. <laughs> All right, we got one more big story to talk about, uh, but we're going to take a quick time out so that Roger and I can get more refreshments because uh, I think I've been talking too much. I'm thirsty. <laughs> we need to be more freshened. <laughs> more, more freshened, please. All right, we'll be right back. He's no good to me dead. All right, Roger, we're back. We filled up with some more beer. We're, we're, we're sticking with Juice Stand. Yeah, yeah, I think we're fans. <laughs> yeah, I think we're enjoying it quite nicely. And then uh, this way we are allowed to dive right into our final topic, something that I think we both been wanting to talk about for like the last week or so since <laughs> yeah. it was announced. Uh, but but Lucasfilm, Lucas Studios, whatever you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> uh, they've, they've just announced their next big publishing venture. Yes. And that would be Star Wars The High Republic. Yeah. A story set in our st- in the Star Wars universe that we know and love, mm-hmm. but two hundred years before the prequels. Yeah. What do you think? It's not written by Snoop Dogg. Not yet. Okay. Not that high Republic. <laughs> the four twenty Republic. Uh, no, I mean honestly, I was pretty excited about it. This is this isn't something we've seen in a long time. I feel um, no, and, and you and I are as fans of. Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. You know, granted, this isn't a thousand years before the prequels, but yeah. 200 years, okay. Still a good time in the yeah. past, yeah. A, a different era. Uh-huh. I, I think it's been it's been described as um, as uh, the, the, the Jedis are, are sort of in a time of peace, so they're uh-huh. just kind of like, they, they almost sound Green Lantern-esque in a sense. They just kind of yeah. cruise around and check on shit and make sure things are good and like there's no there's no Sith to worry about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of seeing some of the uh, the concept art and they were actually talking about that whole like sheriff in town, you know, Wild West. Right, thing. yeah. And I'm like, man, that, that might be cool to see in like a Star Wars. I mean, we're basically getting that with like Mandalorian to a certain degree. Right. But like... But with Jedi could be a yeah, nice take. Yeah, because Mando, you know, he's kind of just like obviously you know good but more or less in it for himself kind of thing for the most part or at least that's where he started right whereas this would be like you know the actual sheriff in town like he's here to uphold the law kind of thing so stories like that might be cool um it's definitely not something i don't think i've thought of you know you always think of past the trilogy but not too much prior to other than you know like we said kotor no, it, it's it's nice because I mean, uh, you know, since since the original Star Wars came out, I mean, we we've we've heard that for a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were guardians of peace and justice throughout yeah. the Republic. We've just so, never seen it. <laughs> no, we definitely never seen peace. Not at least yeah. not for very long. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is Star Wars, mm-hmm. so I don't think we're gonna see peace for very long in this either. Star peace. <laughs> um, but it, 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 this is a publishing venture, so there's gonna be a, a novels, and there's gonna be comic books, and there's gonna yeah. be, uh, a, a, I think, all age, a, a younger. Yeah. Like a YA novel or two. Yeah, kind of yeah. It looks like they're doing all age ranges, which is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, we, we've seen from some of the from the some of the initial art release. There's gonna be Wookiee Jedi's and or at least yeah. a Wookiee Jedi. Yeah, that was pretty hype. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't want to singe the fur though. It smells pretty bad. And, and we're getting a very different kind of villain in the, in this. I forget 
I don't have the name written down, unfortunately, but I guess they're be, they've been described as sort of space Vikings. Yeah, yeah, it looks interesting. Like they're they're a united front, but they're very individualistic at the same time. So yeah, I'm curious. Something very different from from the Sith, you know, from mm-hmm. especially the Sith who are just you know under the rule of two, uh-huh. which is definitely the time frame that we're ch- dealing with Sith in this time. Yeah, they'd be under the rule of two, so it's it's. Not that era where there's like 75,000 Sith running around <laughs> with nothing better to do except fight Jedi. Yeah, that's what they do. And I, ooh, I forget. Do you remember offhand where it says the these guys come from? No, I, yeah, I only watched the, the video once. Um, I don't, I don't recall a particular place. Yeah, I can't remember if it said they were, if they were from the Outer Rim or something like that. I know they definitely mentioned Outer Rim, but I thought maybe that was more in reference to like where they would, where we'd be seeing the Jedi. You know? Yeah, they're okay. So the, the our villains are a band of anarchistic marauders, <laughs> known as the Nile, the Nil, Nile, N I H I L. Like 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 they're nihilists. That yeah, that's kind of where I think we're going with that. Minus the ists. So minus, the minus the ists. <laughs> I don't believe in isms. I just believe in me. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. I'm pretty sure these guys are from the outer rims or the unknown regions. Something along that line. Yeah. Because I think they were very cognizant of the fact. And one of the things I wanted to mention was, mm-hmm. you know, when the last times there was a big publishing initiative, this is this predates Lucasfilm's acquisition. Yeah. Was. Uh, the the Uzan Vong War, uh-huh. which was extra galactic threats coming into the Star Wars galaxy to fight mm, them. Interesting. And um, that is a series that is controversial, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Um, it was something like twenty books long. The first book kills Chewbacca, oh, so geez. already for a lot of people you're starting off on the wrong fucking foot. <laughs> and nope. But th- but yeah, but this was like their 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 way of saying like, "Oh, no, this one's important. You have to read this." Yeah. Um there were again, there were there were good books and there were bad books, but I think most people for the most part don't care for the series. Hmm. Uh, I know I thought it was okay, but I was definitely ready for it to be done by about halfway through. <laughs> uh, okay, I see. But they were, you know, they wanted to give Luke and Han and Leia a threat that was very very different than the Empire. Sure. And uh, like I said, it, it ran its course eventually. Not always for the best, but that was a series that was just in books. There was some every now and then a character would pop up in the comics or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was it was kind of interesting to see or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I thought of too was uh, an initiative that predates that that you might be more familiar with, mm-hmm. because well you were a very young man, <laughs> so your memory may be fuzzy, may not be fuzzy. Well, we'll see. Shadows of the Empire. Oh yeah. Shadows love, of the Empire was the love was me some shadows was a big publishing initiative across multiple platforms. Books, comic books, video, uh, games. video games, which was like the big one. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, it helped, they helped launch the N64 with that. Yeah. Dash has the Empire game. Dash Rendar. You, Dash Rendar, and you spend the opening levels in the, in the Hoth base. Yeah. Trying to escape from Echo Base. Um, Outrider. So, and again, that's another series too, that there were some ups and downs. Dash Rendar, not a beloved character. Yeah, surprisingly. Quickly thrown to the side as a Han Solo wannabe. I mean... Fair. <laughs> you know, I was like, his ship is basically like, you know, Costco brand Millennium Falcon. But, you know, I still thought it was But cool. some of the stuff in that series did survive, not only past the initial Shadows of the, of the Empire run, but also mm-hmm. into the new canon post-Disney. 
Black Kirschin, the 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 Wookiee bounty hunters is is around. Okay. I think Prince Shizor made it through into really? the new canon as well. And if he didn't, I know he survived in the old canon for a long time because he would pop up oh, a, yeah. as a recurring villain a lot of times, especially pre uh, Return of the Jedi stuff. Obviously, he yeah, didn't, he didn't do fair so well and. <laughs> At the end of Shadows of the Empire, but like they gave him an extensive backstory with his criminal empire, Black Sun. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so those are two projects that were ambitious in mm-hmm. scope, but were very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a much more solid concept. Yeah, because with Shadows of the Empire, you're 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 building a story that takes place between. Empire and Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I think that's yeah. great. But whenever you're doing something like that, you kind of have to sort of dance between the raindrops of your own continuity and your own history. Sure. And it w- let's put it this way. The best thing that came out of the Shadows of the Empire to me was the comic book series that followed the bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. Because I love the fact that those comic books showed that after Boba Fett left Cloud City with Han Solo and Carbonite, mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't just get to Jabba the Hutt without <laughs> some trouble mm-hmm. coming after him because those all those bounty hunters want that bounty. Sure. So Boba Fett has like, this whole kind of like to get from A to B, a whole lot of shit happens in the middle, <laughs> and like that was my favorite aspect of it because I, sure. I just love the bounty hunters kind of going after each other. And it's all the bounty hunters we saw from Empire, all mm-hmm. the ones we first meet. So it's yeah. it's it's Dengar and it's Bosk and it's IG eighty eight. And it's it's Forlom. It's all of them. It's it's <laughs> fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the book was okay. The video game was fun. But yeah. again, Dash is nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> quickly Nobody forgotten. Cares about Dash, yeah. Quickly forgotten. The Outrider, even though it's in a film, is been quickly forgotten. It was in a film. They Which put one? they put the Outrider in uh, the special edition of Episode Four of, of A New Hope. Really, you see it departing from Tatooine. Huh. From Mos Eisley, to be specific. I'm definitely gonna have to relook at that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That it's was it's in just there. one of those like things that you just kind of sneak in there. You'll see a, 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 as Ben and Luke are kind of pulling in. You'll kind of see it taking off. Uh, okay. In the background. Cool. And it's one of those things like the, you know, nerds, nerds knew. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm a little leery, but I love this time period because sure. I'm such a fan of Knights of the Old Republic, just like you are. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think this is a good opportunity to kind of not have to worry about dancing between the raindrops. Like you do when you're playing around in your own continuity. Yeah, they're gonna have free reign here, which is gonna be really cool. Yeah, to see. It, it's 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 a prequel, but it's far enough away mm-hmm. that you can kind of do a lot of stuff. But like, there should be some familiarity because we should. I would like to think that we're kind of overseeing the sort of the beginning of the end of the Republic. You know, the, that that mm-hmm. that sort of intergalactic democracy. Maybe you start to see like the cracks in it. Sure. Oh. And, and you can kind of see where it, down the road guy like Palpatine is going to kind of start making his way in there and, and manipulating the system. Yeah. But you're you're seeing Jedi who are good and pure and not clouded by the dark side and, mm-hmm. and, and of purpose. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I don't know if I'll follow every single aspect of the story because it is across multiple fronts. Like, I don't know if I'll read the YA book. Yeah, probably not. And, you know, that's actually something I was thinking about, too, is I'm... I'm hoping that it's uh it's in a lot of different languages so that way I can get a Spanish version of you know the, the kids book and give it to the little dude you know yeah and I could literally read the adult book he can read the the, the kids book and we can bounce what happens you know <laughs> with each other I think it'd be a Definitely. cool thing that's very cool I think it's yeah. a great idea um 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be kicking off in August. Uh, okay. the, the first novelization will be out. It's called uh, Light of the Jedi. It's written by Charles Soule. Charles Soule, you may know, because he's written a ton of the Marvel Star Wars comics recently. Okay. He did the Darth Vader series, and uh, he's, he, he's a very good writer, very prolific. Okay. And uh, the, this is his first Star Wars novel, but he, he's, it's not his first time in the Star Wars universe. And then, again, as I mentioned there'll be, there, there will be a High Republic comic to follow as well, mm-hmm. and a couple of uh, YA novels. As to either really kind of scope it out a little bit more fully, I suppose. Yeah, sure. You know what's going to happen, Roger. What's I'm going to say I'm not going to buy the YA novels, and then I will, because <laughs> I'm a fucker. Because <laughs> I'm such a such a such a dumb dumb. I'm like, oh, there might be some vital clue to something in here that I have to have. Could be some offhanded reference to Revan again. Well, yeah, it's, it's like playing a role playing <laughs> game, and you you know when you when you when you like you go on the most random of side quests because you're like, well, maybe this will be important maybe. later. Yeah. <laughs> so on the I, off chance, I think I'm kind of uh, I honestly I've not been super invested in the Star Wars novels mm-hmm. since the Disney acquisition. Yeah. Because it was a little disheartening to kind of to see lose the, the twenty years yeah. of reading from you just kind of get thrown out the window it's like everything you read yeah that doesn't matter Sorry. doesn't matter doesn't matter oh, okay. but at the same time there was something interesting about them having a clean slate I just wasn't sure how much I wanted to invest in it at least That's not to true. the extent that I used to yeah but this sounds good I mean this is even with the clean slate this is a, 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 an era that has not been talked about even in the old canon so this is I don't know accessible to me without alienating the stuff that came before it in my peon brain yeah this is true so one question I was actually going to sure. bring up. Sure, sure, sure. Is, uh, no, you can't read it with your lightsaber. <laughs> Damn. Not enough light. <laughs> it's going to hurt my eyes. No, uh, you're going to go blind. <laughs> so, but for different reasons. Yeah. So do you think they're going to have any of the characters that should be alive from this time? Mainly, we know at least Yoda and Yaddle should be alive during this period of time. Sure. There are some Jedi that are extremely long-lived. Yoda and Yaddle are the interesting ones because they are in canon in, in the sense that they're from the films. Yeah. There are also several Jedi that we think are in the new canon, but we don't know because you know, they've never really wanted to confirm these sort of things. Yeah. So I am curious about that too. There, you know, there are a, a multiple species that are more long-lived. Yeah. There's one species that we think is alive, one character, I should say. He's a Jedi character. Mm-hmm. He actually predates Anakin and then has lived beyond Luke because he can enter these hibernation oh, the, periods. Yeah, I was reading about that, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you read uh, the old Dark Horse, mm-hmm. uh, Clone Wars comic, he's featured in that. And then he pops up again in Star Wars Legacy, which is like the future yeah. of the Star Wars universe, which is like Luke Skywalker's great-grandson, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's way far down the line. Yeah. Uh, it, that's a fantastic story as well, worth tr- that's, well worth tracking down. interesting, yeah. Yeah, but um, the Imperial Knights are dope. <laughs> it's it's the Empire with their own Jedi. It is awesome. Yeah, that sounds fun. So let's see, who else would we have? I mean, the Wookies have a pretty long lifespan. Wookies have a long right? lifespan. Yeah. So, but this is our first time seeing a Wookie. Wookie. But maybe maybe we get Tarful. That's what I'm thinking because Chewie, I don't think he's alive yet. Two hundred years prior, right? Right. I, I wouldn't think in, so. Or at in least Solo, he... he said that he was like. Hundred something maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think we have Chewie. No, uh, Chewie wouldn't be around no. yet, but Tarfels might be. Tarful might be around, and you know, it'd be. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah, it'd be cool to see like a younger Yoda. <laughs> it would be, but also at the same time, I'm also kind of not, not against the idea of just leaving it alone. Sure, that too. I mean, I could see that, but how would they skirt the issue? I mean, 
I mean, I guess at this point there would be a bunch of Jedi. So, I mean, realistically, you could be like, okay, yeah, he's just like another student in the class as far as we know. You well, know? not to not to kind of like derail the conversation, but but one of the things that I've, I've kind of been talking about with people about characters that have been around these, this, you know, for decades and decades and decades. You know, I, I recently watched the Joker film. Uh-huh. You know, we don't have to go too deep on that. Yeah. But but, but my, my biggest takeaway with that picture is, is like, I don't need to know where everybody comes from. Sure. And and I, I talked to, uh, I forget if I cut it out of the podcast or not. I think I did. <laughs> but when I was talking with Reagan on, uh-huh. on the on the Picard episodes, uh, we, we, we discussed uh, how I thought when Marvel Comics decided to give Wolverine back his memories mm-hmm. was like the worst decision they'd ever made. Because... Do you really need to know? And then, because because he's having these revelations, and you find out that they're all lame and stupid. You know? <laughs> it's like, cool. This added nothing. Great. Wolverine has like forty-seven bastard kids. <laughs> awesome. He's a deadbeat dad. Yeah. That's the Wolverine I've always wanted to know. <laughs> has a high child support bill. <laughs> so, if they're gonna bring in Yoda or or, or characters with, with mm-hmm. some with some opinions, some some room in our hearts, sure. I think they need to do it carefully. Yeah. yeah you know, have him come in. But don't, you know you don't have to worry about telling me like what he's been up to. Yeah, or, like what necessarily what's going on. <laughs> he's like, "Sup, guys? I'm Yoda." <laughs> he talks normal, and then we find out something happens, and that's why he talks backwards. <laughs> oh my god! What if you find out that Yoda is actually like Benjamin Button, and that's why Baby Yoda is actually Baby Yoda? No. <laughs> <laughs> it would be terrible. <laughs> I, that probably doesn't make much sense, but it'd be <laughs> yeah. That'd be, yeah. Or he's just like, a, oh, what if he's just like time displaced? Mm, that's possible too Star Wars goes into time travel oh no <laughs> they sort of do but I won't tell you where hey <laughs> teaser there you go uh, speaking of Star Wars Raj are, are you watching Clone Wars I haven't gotten around to it yet like I've just been swamped with other things but well uh, much much like we were talking about Doctor Who mm-hmm. the, the, the the six seasons that are available to watch on Disney Plus are great and they're there for you whenever you want Yeah. but I think you can you can start with the new season and yeah, watch just it just jump in just yeah just Check it out. Get into it. There, it, it's kind of being divvied up into three different sections. Yeah, and you'll be able to watch it. I mean, it's gonna. It's right before uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and mm-hmm. I think it's gonna overlap with Revenge with Revenge of the Sith just a little bit as well. Yeah, just from what I was seeing in the trailers, it looks like it kind of has to. Yeah, but I think it's gonna wet your whistle, mm-hmm. and that might might get you to like, oh, hey, now it's time to watch Clone Wars and see what's up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I probably should. I just feel like I have so many things on the plate right now. It's like Witcher still got to finish up. Sure, sure. Altered Carbon just came out. Yeah, you. Yes, right. We were texting about Altered Carbon, mm-hmm. All right, and you're 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 watching that one, huh? I'm going to be. Yeah, like I said, this this past weekend, I had no time to do anything, but uh, I was very curious to watch the first season. I, I didn't finish it. I started. The, I watched the first episode, and it wasn't. Again, it was more of a time issue. Yeah. Why I was unable to complete the first season, but it is on Netflix. I can watch yeah. it at my my leisure. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I, I did like this. It's very Blade Runner esque, mm-hmm. which I yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, it was super cool in that regard. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, definitely gonna be picking that one up. I really liked the first season a lot. Cool. And uh, and uh, this new season is uh, uh Falcon is the main character is, is yeah. the new version of the main character. I should <laughs> yeah, say Anthony Mackie. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he is the main character now. Uh, if you don't know the lore, basically your consciousness can be transferred into whatever body. So it makes sense that you know. The main character is actually Japanese, and then he gets transferred to a white dude's body, and I was in a black guy's body. So, yeah, and there it just works. <laughs> I forget it's 
like stacks and sleeves are, are yeah. the lingo. Yeah, so stacks is like that's your little that's like your memory core chip thing? thing that holds your consciousness. And yeah, sleeve is just your body. Sleeves the whatever body you're in. So you can get a new yeah. sleeve basically whenever you want, and as long as your stacks good, you're yeah. still yourself. Yeah, yeah. So your your consciousness lives on. So this is the future I'm okay with. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds very interesting. I would like to reserve Ildris Elba's body for myself. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like you know, apparently there's like, or Henry Cavill's. I'll take either one. Yeah, yeah, that might that might get us places. But uh... <laughs> there'll be doors opening in our future, Raj. <laughs> yeah, we'll get all the sleeves we need just to live a good life. No, but um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a super interesting premise. Um, some of the characters really stole the show, like the the Poe character. I don't know if you got that far into it. Poe Dameron? No. Oh. Edgar Allen. Oh. Oh, the the hotel. <laughs> the, the AI. The yeah. AI at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. I think I did see at least the first episode with that AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So maybe, maybe I watched two episodes? Or is that the first one still, you think? Uh, you know, it might have been in the second one, but it could have been in the first one, because I know it does happen pretty early on. Okay. But he does... He Honestly, he steals the show. He's probably my favorite character in the show. And luckily he's coming back, which, you know, I was, I was worried because with so many people not coming back, I was like, oh, please, please, please let Poe come back. But, uh, yeah, so he's going to be back, and uh, one of the actresses from the first one's going to be coming back. But for the most part, it's almost like a completely new cast. Yeah. And, I mean, they, you can do that when you're basically, your sleeve is just, you know, you're outside. So. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not invested enough to, to have, have done a deep dive on... on you know, if this is like something that Netflix was like, listen, we like the potential of this show, but uh-huh. we don't like what's going on right now. Can you mm-hmm. change it? And they're like, yeah, it's built into the lore. We can change it however you want. <laughs> it's kind of clever if you think about it that yeah. way. Yeah, or but, if it was uh, just was easier to change it and, and try to, you know, get more interest because of certain people being put into certain roles. I don't know. You know, I, I'd like to think that, you know, if they do continue the storyline for multiple seasons, that each season kind of gets a new Takeshi because it's like it kind of just adds something new to it where you kind of get I would say probably similar to the Doctor Who thing where it's like you know you get this run of a character you kind of grow with that character and but like ultimately it's the same character so they have certain mannerisms that are the same Mm -hmm. where you kind of want to see different people's take on this character so there might be some cool aspect of it there It, it was really fun I honestly I really love the lore and uh, it came out at a time where I was super into basically everything cyberpunk themed. You know, sure. I was like, I think Blade Runner, uh, the new one had just come out at the time too. This came out, and then I was just like super into like a bunch of synthwave music. So I was just like, oh, this has a vibe, dude. <laughs> this, this is going. And then at the time, I think they just announced uh, Cyberpunk twenty forty nine or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a. Uh, this is happening. Man, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're still having problems with the VPN and, and getting uh, getting Picard episodes, right? Uh, you know what? I, I'm not sure that it works how we wanted it to work. It might have just been like one of those CBS channel things works down there or something. I don't know. Uh, either way, it didn't work in terms of a, the, the, the freebie. You, know, well, you, you have Prime, though. I do have Prime. So yeah. my, my thought is wait another couple weeks because the show's almost done mm-hmm. at this point. And then just... Activated for a week. Get the, the, the <laughs> free just, channel. Yeah. Yeah. And then the just, free just, week of the channel. Just crush through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how because, Amazon's doing that now. Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, I love it because, uh, you know, through 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 Prime and through my Fire Stick, I'm able to, yeah. to subscribe and unsubscribe to channels insanely fast with no yeah. must, no fuss. I don't yeah. have to do the phone. I don't have to call anybody. I don't have to talk to anybody. Surprisingly easy. They give me a hard time. Uh-huh. It's great. Yeah. Um, 
But why I brought it up was uh, there is a very much of a Blade Runner-esque tinge to this Star Trek The Next really? Generation future that we're in right now. A lot of... Aww. They're calling them synths, but in a lot of ways they're kind of replicanty. Oh. And and uh, like, there there there's this, it's just a touch mm. of of cyberpunkiness to this to this season of of Picard. Are they like next iteration of what Data would have been, or I don't know if you want the spoilers or not. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so we're we're in there. All right, that does sound interesting. Okay, I might have to jump on board then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, at this point, at this point, you know, there's. Seven, eight, nine, ten. So like four, four more weeks to go, basically, and then you can just crush through all of them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the way that they're doing it with the channels, that's probably the way to go. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, just being able to be like, okay, I want to see horror movies this month. I want to see this sci-fi thing this month, and you know, just being able to on and off as you want. Yeah, th- and that that's kind of the way I'm. I'm I want to kind of get my programming down the future. It's like, very much a la carte in a way. Yeah, like kind of have like a, an overarching thing like Amazon and then just be able to be like, okay, we have all these channels available. We have these things available on each one. You know, get what you want. And again, speaking of, of synths and replicants and stuff like that, I mean, yeah. uh, we, we should mention, and I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but Westworld Season 3 is coming very, very soon. And that is very much robots <laughs> and synths and, and artificial life. And, and uh, Yeah, that's probably one I should have gotten into. I, I never really hopped onto it, but... Um, I enjoyed the I mean, first season immensely. I haven't watched season two. I've heard season two can be a tad confusing. Okay. But season one was a tad confusing too for the first few episodes until you realize what they're doing. And you're like, oh yeah, now I get it. Yeah. I like confusion. No, no, no. I do too. As long as it goes somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is true. That's a show that has uh, producers and, and writers and directors who've come from other shows that I've watched that I, so I, I kind of trust where they came from. Sure. Uh, so I was willing to give them a lot of leash. Mm. And I thought season one delivered. Yeah. I, I do need to watch season two. Fingers crossed, I can get to it before season three starts. But there may be a little, a tad bit of overlap. Maybe, maybe I'll get season two going, but it'll be a few weeks into season three, so I'll have to be careful sure. to avoid spoilers. We're not going to go too deep on Westworld on, on the Tomcast podcast because if you and I both aren't watching it, there's no point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll deep dive in once uh, we actually get there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Roger, it's just unfortunately the other one of us are ultra rich, and we can't just sit around and watch TV all day. Yeah. Why aren't you working harder on that? What the hell? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough life. No, yeah, we'll, we'll need more patrons for that lifestyle. <laughs> but then I think they would all be like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I, let me use my money to watch the same stuff. <laughs> Roger, I, I I feel like we're out of news. You got you got anything else you want to bring up today? Uh, you know, I think we hit up all the good stuff. Um, we we hit up a good run of Star Wars at the end. Yeah, I I, I think in closing to kind of close that out because I know we got a little. Uh, uh, divergent on our sure. path. There. I'm I'm very thumbs up on the, on this this uh, High, High Republic. Republic. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious, very interested in it. Uh, I I hope I'll be have a clear enough schedule. In August, I should have a plenty clear of a schedule to read yeah. the first book at least. It's probably way better than the Banana Republic. Can't be any worse. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're in a good spot to kind of uh, close up for the night. All right. And, uh, uh, any words of wisdom? out there Roger you, you want to impart to the to the world it's a good question wash your hands <laughs> that's that was perfect that was where I was going to go with that I love that thank you so much for doing that because we, we don't have all uh, extra sleeves lying around no so. soap it up folks warm water uh, please subscribe to this sanitized podcast wherever you listen maybe write us a five star review if you're so inclined small podcasts like us can easily get lost in the mix of all those corporate podcasts aimed at nerds like us fuck them 
<laughs> so those reviews go a long way to getting the word out about our awesome, fun little show. Again, you can follow the show at Tomcast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We're streamlined, baby. Oh yeah. One stop shopping. You can follow Roger at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram because he was streamlined. Like he gave me the idea. Fuck, I don't know what I was doing. Uh, you can email the show TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. You can uh, become a member, a awesome member of Pophead Nation over at patreon.com forward slash TomcastPopcast. And you can hang out with cool dudes like, well, I shouldn't, uh, dudes. It makes it sound like a boys club. It's not a boys club. Everyone's welcome. Everyone's a dude. You just happen to be dudes right now. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. <laughs> Genderless duding. Yeah. I love it. Dudes uh, are everyone. <laughs> hang out with the Aspen Hill Chody. Hang out with the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard. The lovely and talented, the bearded wonder of Brian Broussard. <laughs> the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. Keeping the streets of Bay Park clean and safe for everyday citizens. He's got another podcast that he does. It's called The Ringing Ear. It's all about the good music of the world. And uh, please check that out because it's a good time over there. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all the, all the love and support. We appreciate you guys so very, very much. And uh, Roger, like you said, let's soap it up, buddy. <laughs> Keep it sudsy. <laughs> Keep it sudsy. Ciao, babes. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah.